Hey, Good Stuff family. Today, I'm going to be talking to a cancer survivor, a warrior, and it, because yesterday was National Cancer Survivor Day. And I thought a day is not enough, it, unfortunately, for all the people even who I know who are warrioring through, for the people whose, whose kids and loved ones have warriored through valiantly. And I also salute them today for having fought the good fight and for inspiring. I see how they inspire these families. So many people, they still inspire even in their loss. And this whole Good Stuff family media brand that we're doing right now, it's about repurposed lives. It's about redirected priorities, if you will. And it often comes in the form of career changes you didn't see coming. It comes in that diagnosis that hits you, like uh, that Tim McGraw song, how's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Um, it comes in the form of committing to, to um, pledge to a life of sobriety and to repurpose, repurpose our lives and redirect our priorities. So I thought, all right, I'm gonna turn this day, yesterday, of honoring um, survivors, cancer survivors, into a week, maybe even we do one, one a week. Um, there's so many I know that deserve to be uh, saluted, upheld. And the thing is, when we say together we can, together we will, when you pull that string, you realize how many things people are doing in the wake of that life-changing uh, diagnosis, how many things they're doing that lead to things other people are doing, and that's the together we can, together we will, and the God weaves, now watch them work. So um, with that set up, I'm gonna bring in, well, I also wanted to make sure that you guys comment, because I see there are a lot more people watching than have actually commented. So if you could just give a shout out that you're watching, that helps us to kind of um, interact with you guys. And I would love it, I'll say it a couple of times, but I would love it if you could put the name of a survivor, a cancer survivor who you know and love, and maybe a sentence or two why they inspire you. And that will be kind of a tribute to them in the, in the comments as well. So I'm gonna bring in my new friend, John Webb here. Speak, look, I just, as I said your name, thought the weaving, the web, it's like that, isn't it? Yep. It really is. It's it's about that um, the connection that you know because of things we all wouldn't we would never have scripted on our own. We would never have chosen. For you, it was a testicular cancer diagnosis, right? And that was you're what you're. It was at 34 years old. Yeah. It, it actually, Donna was like 23 years ago, mm -hmm. and um, when I was diagnosed, I was pretty pretty ignorant about cancer. I mean, I I thought it happened primarily to like older people, like people at that time that were maybe my parents' age or my grandparents' age. I, I really had no idea the fact that I was a male in between the ages of 15 and 35, that I was at risk uh, for testicular cancer. I mean, it's really, it's really pretty shocking. Um, 15. I mean, that was surprising to me. 15 years old. Yeah. And it, 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 in, you know, over the last 25 years, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've run into that had the same diagnosis as me. Um, you know, I mean, a guy's lifetime chance in getting this disease is like one in 300. And I, again, I had no clue. I mean, again, I was pretty ignorant about it. I was just kind of kicking along, uh, living my life and was fairly asymptomatic. I mean, I discovered my disease because I was watching television. And at the time, I don't remember if you remember the wristbands, the Live Strong wristbands. I do, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, Lance yeah. Armstrong and Scott Hamilton 
were doing a special on Dateline or 2020, I forget which one it was, about their um, their disease and telling their stories. And the most important thing they did was they shared the fact that males between the ages of 15 and 35 should be doing uh, testicular self-exams. And I knew ladies should be doing breast exams, but I, I didn't know guys should be doing testicular exams. So I did one and I found like a symptom, which was like a, a swollen testicle. It didn't hurt. It wasn't visually apparent when, you know, I didn't notice it until I did the little exam. And that's what got me to the doctor. And even when I went to the doctor, uh, he said, well, the chances that you're doing a testicular exam and find this the first time, more likely than not, it's an infection because that can cause swelling in your body as well. So I went back a week later and it was still there and they did an ultrasound and then subsequently a, a CAT scan. And I found that this stuff was all over me. I mean, I was like, um, I was stage three. Um, there's there's a tumor marker called an uh, alpha theta protein. And in guys, it's normally like between one and five. Mine was like 900 something. And this, this stuff had went up and made a big old tumor right under my kidney that I didn't even know I was there. And uh, it was horrifying to be honest with you. But you took that then you obviously you warrior through, you beat it because with, with early detection, for sure, it's up to 99% curable. I, right. I, and, and my doc told me, he's like, you know, you really still, even though you're stage three, you still have a, about a 90% chance of beating this because the chemotherapy regime they had developed is very effective. But, you know, when I go back and do my talks to kids, which I'll, I'll tell you about, about in a little bit, um, I, I tell everybody, it's like, well, why wouldn't you want to find it early? Because I had to deal with like, uh, 21 chemo treatments, a secondary surgery, and it basically put my life on hold for, gosh, it, at least a year, okay, um, until I felt normal. And I do have a few lasting side effects that uh, are my new normal. I mean, they don't preclude me from doing anything, yep. um, but it's stuff that, yeah, if I didn't have to deal with it, it would be kind of nice, you know. Um, yeah, you, what you did, though, you went in, like we said, 15 years old. First of all, any chance we can avoid having to say testicular or it's a, it's a word. It causes all, ugh. so it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. You're saying you went into these schools, made these kids a little uncomfortable with that program. Tell us about it. And you actually found a senior or a student and a dad. Yeah. The very first year we did it. I think, I mean, I've talked to thousands of people about it and what happened probably about maybe two or three years after I was diagnosed um, I got a letter in the mail from uh, the Hillcrest Community Outreach Program looking for donations. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I, I can't really give you any money because I had just basically started my business, was less than 10 years old. But I said, I can be your poster boy and I can go in and tell my story. So what we would do is we'd go into uh, health classes for 10th and 11th graders at local high schools. And I would tell my story and, you know, we'd have testicular models and breast models because they were health classes. So we figured we talked to the ladies about doing BSEs, even though young ladies at that young of an age aren't necessarily at risk for breast cancer, but women do get it in their 20s and 30s. So our thought process is, what, well, why separate the girls out? Um, you know, we talked to these people about, um, you know, doing these things so they could get good at a skill. So maybe 5, 10, 15 years down the road, if they found a lump or a bump in their breast or uh, their testicle, they wouldn't ignore it. They'd get to Ten years down the road, you found a student and a dad who took advantage of the the pamphlet you held yeah. out. 
it it's, out. This little, it's this little booklet that we used to pass out to the kids. Jeez, mm -hmm. I, I can't do this. Uh, it's hard. Isn't it? I know. Yeah. Like, uh, and we pass them out to the students. And I told, the, I would tell the kids, "Hey, take it home. Leave it in the bathroom. Maybe your dad will go through it, or your brother, or your uncle, or your cousin, because you never know who you're going to help." If you and, help, uh, just I, one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, if you just help one person, I'm sure that's about how you felt, and and who knows how many. Well, I looked at it, and and again, when Armstrong and Hamilton were telling their stories, I remember distinctly that Lance Armstrong looked right in the camera, and he goes, "Somebody is going to get diagnosed with testicular cancer tonight." And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Because, again, with my particular situation, it was curable. But there were certain elements in there. Had it gotten outside of that uh, tumor uh, and traveled to other parts of my body, uh, I wouldn't be sitting here. I mean, um, I did have one of the hideous components. And I feel blessed that I'm still here. And I think there's a reason God put me here. Uh, to tell my story. And anytime I get an audience of over 20 people that want to hear about it, I'm glad to tell it. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was my next, because we, you and I have spoken at length. It isn't always, faith isn't always important for people who are doing good stuff, um, uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring. But a lot of times we find it is. Not only is it important, either they found faith through the middle of it all, or their faith has been strengthened. So could you could you just speak briefly on that, what it was for you, what how you grew through it because of your faith? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the greatest guy in the world because I'm a human being with flaws. And even when you'd say, well, cancer warrior, um, I'm a little uncomfortable with that, to be honest with you, because I'm, I'm just somebody that got dealt those cards. And then I look at it like, okay, what can I do with this mess? And, um, you know, it just... It just makes you appreciate every day. I yeah. mean, you try not to let, you know, the little things like a client not paying their bill or a job going wrong upset you because in the grand scheme of things, that's little stuff, right? Um, you know, you just look at, try to look at the big picture because you really, you are really, every day is a blessing and you just don't know when you're going to be where I was the day before February 22nd. And the, where I was February 24th after I was diagnosed, your whole life changes and your whole perspective on what's really, truly important totally changes. And we've talked about this, too, that you that wasn't even your only we, we call them the good stuff. Family calls them really God, really moments. You had a heart condition that you said actually ended up being a piece of cake. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, just a couple, three years ago. I was born with uh uh, my, my aortic valve, most people are born with three flaps in theirs. I was born, born with two flaps and I've been real vigilant about going to the doctor and keeping my wellness visits. And when I went, when I was about 50, my doc said, Oh, your, your heart murmurs loud. I want to send you for an ultrasound. I'm like, okay, doc, whatever. And then he's like, well, you know, your valve's going bad. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what now? Right? right. And, uh, but I was like, well, let's get it fixed. And he's like, well, we don't have to do it right now because they were perfecting the surgeries to maybe not have to do a chest cracker because they do it on older folks mm -hmm. um, where they can go through their leg and not, and you're recovered in a couple days. But unfortunately, like within two or three years, they're like, mm, you got to get it done. And uh, it was like a one month. It was hard. I'm not going to say it was easy, but it was nowhere near like the cancer diagnosis because with that, it's like always in your head, at least for the first five years, it's just, it's part of your being. And, Anytime you feel a little ill 
or not yeah. right. You turn into like Mr. Lymph Node Checker. I'm like, oh, please don't come back, you know. Yeah. And any cancer survivor can tell you that it's yeah, it's kind of it's 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 a really hard thing mentally uh, for for yeah. quite a while. At least it was for me. And that, say, yeah, go ahead. And and that's why for me, even like doing the talks with the kids, it was almost like a cheap psychiatrist. I mean, yes, I'm trying to help benefit other people, but just being able to tell your story mm. for me was helpful. You know, just kind of yeah. lay my cards out there and and. and and, and talk about it. Some people are very personal and private about it. And that's fine because everybody deals with it a little bit differently. I say personally, my story for his glory, these stories often for his glory. And to that end, I see in the comments, Kelly Ann is our friend who is a faithful follower of the good stuff page. And she is giving a shout out to Nancy Nino, who I spent an hour and a half, I think on the phone with today, my mm -hmm. new, I said, I'm, I'm the self-appointed president of her fan club. Talk about three different times, just a re-diagnosis and where it's come started with colon cancer. So we're going to hopefully have her on this week. But she, Kelly is the one who referred us. And Kelly has her own story, overcome her story, several times over. It's pulling the string. She said she helped support others going through cancer. My mom for surviving breast cancer, she's given a shout out to along with uh, Lori Martin Craig a great woman who has survived cancer multiple times and gave great starts to many kids through her teaching preschool and many more. So to be able to give the shout out to them, we're just grateful for that. Uh, and I want to, I want to also, if you, you're from Twinsburg, correct? Yes. So when we talk about the reach that you have, do you feel like doing something like this? Because we we're starting this whole new initiative and you're the very first person. Thank well, you. Thank you. You're, you're great for, for having me. So way. grateful. First person to be sponsoring it. He owns prestige printed products. And we're just trying to figure out a way to catapult these stories, the, the slingshot stories, we call them, where you just, you know, a diagnosis, a heart condition, a death in the family. It's the slings, the pulling back, and then the just the release of where it takes us further than we could have ever imagined for having been there. So your story is a slingshot story. And I feel like... Um, it's my own story is a slingshot story. And by being here in Twinsburg, in North Royalton, we're hoping that if you're seeing this and it's resonating with you and you feel it on your heart that maybe you could share it, that's how you get it out, right, John? Yeah, I mean, because you never know who you're going to help. And you, you never know if that person just sitting across the table from you is like, you know, you start telling your story. It's like, gosh, I've had this like lump or bump here for a couple of weeks, but it doesn't hurt. So it's no big deal. Well, and, and and the guy, the doctor that used to do this program with me, he, he was very profound when he said, what you don't know can hurt you. Because a lot of times cancer, you know, it'll give you vague signs, but people don't really rush to the doctor unless they don't feel well. And uh, you, you never know, you know, if you're telling your story, that person might be, you know what, I better get this checked out. Or you know what? I'm over 50. I should have my colonoscopy done. Right. You know, so you never know. And just start the dialogue. That's the thing. It's not easy. We just said that when we're talking about those words, it's not even easy to say. But the the um, the flip side is if you're using it, your story for a purpose. Do you feel like you have more of a purpose driven life in on the opposite side of this diagnosis? Well, I do. And, 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 and one of the things too, that, I, you know, I, I, I want to get back to, cause I never meant, I meant, I should have mentioned this earlier. 
is a lot of people like, especially when you're talking about that part of your body, they're like fearful that like, I'm not going to be like the same person I was before. Um, like, especially young people, right. Uh, they're going to be like, wow, is that, that part of my body's got to come out. Well, I always tell kids, it's like, you have two eyes. If you lose an eye, you can still see. You have two testicles. So if you lose one, you can still perform, still have kids. In fact, my son was uh, born after my diagnosis, and I didn't store or bank sperm or anything like that. He already had two healthy kids, and uh, the chemo kind of knocks your uh, fertility down for a while. And uh, for me, it returned, and uh, my wife was pregnant within a month of being done with treatment. So, you know, um, what was your question again? I wanted to get that part off because I know a lot of people kind of ignore it because they're afraid, you know, and you, you can't be afraid. You, you got to face it, you know, if that's the situation. Well, and your purpose-driven life from here on out has to do with, let's just call the uncomfortable the uncomfortable. Yeah, I said testicular. I said it. I said fertility. I said all the things were like, ooh, because guess what? Just like everything, I think last month was Mental Health Awareness Month. We say we want to remove the stigma. It starts by talking about it. Sure. Right? And, you know, I can even joke about it a little bit. I mean, I tell people, hell, heck, I'm half nuts. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, all right. So, I mean, you know, I mean, not to make light of the situation. Yeah. Good one. But, you know, it, I mean, you, you, I try to find a little humor in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I love but, it. Um, again, what was your question? You already answered it because that is, that's the, the purpose driven life that you saw on the other side of it. That's the hope. Hope is everything. We say hope is everything. Mm. And so together we can, together we will, we highlight and we um, get the word out for people like yourself who are giving hope. That's what you are. You're a case in hope. Well, and thanks, I'm sure thanks that for that. I, I really appreciate that. I do. So, yeah, just give me your own words. We're going to try to keep this to 20, 20, 25 minutes. But in your own words, and this is probably cathartic for you to say it as well, the hope that you know that you are bringing to people on this second chance at life, what is that for you? Well, it's a second chance is, is really how I look at it. I mean, if I was unfortunate enough to be been born 50 years early, or this treatment wasn't available. And I was blessed with the fact that, yeah, it was rough and I had to go through it, but there's a reason I'm still sitting here and there's a reason that I'm able to tell my story. And, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's just something that's become a part of the fabric of my being. You know, if I can, if I can get out there and, you know, just help one person, you know, uh, avoid unnecessary treatment because if you find it early, the recovery time is like two weeks and that's it. Wow. And when you use the word fabric, I've used it several times today because we say God weaves, now watch him work. My friend Jackie says God weaves, now watch us work through us. This yeah. whole visual of the fabric of how we're, our lives really are intertwined and it's in the middle of all the mess, you know, when you make a quilt in the bottom of it, yeah. but we end up making that perfect patchwork on top. So to that end, I just, I want to thank you so much. And for investing in the first person to invest in this mission, a ministry mission. It's something I know that people are telling me they're craving. And so welcome to the family. I think it's not an accident that we have the tree, the family tree. We Isn't that crazy? Family. I'll move out of the way. Look at I that. Mean, Come on. Isn't that crazy? 
We didn't, we didn't coordinate this. We did. No. Isn't and we it? have signs like that. We talked about that. We have signs all the time, don't we? That are it's like crazy. Oh. It really is. And it's like ours was kind of a chance meeting too. It sure was. Yeah. It's always like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was well, like I, I really appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, if there's other people I can get involved that, that have great stories to tell, I'm going to always keep my eyes and ears open for them, too. And they can find you at um, that Prestige Printed Products. Mm -hmm. And what I could do is go ahead and put in the um, in the comments. I can maybe, do you want me to give out your phone number? And I'll, well, they can find you. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I uh, basically, um, you know, I have, I have a website. And, and all that good stuff. What is uh, it? Prestigeprintedproducts.com. Okay. And we, we do custom printing and I've uh, been doing it for half my life. And people don't buy from Prestige Printed Products. They buy from me. And I just, I always look at like standing behind my product and my word. So I, I, I look at like how I would want to be treated. You know, right. I mean, nobody bats a thousand, but we bat about 950. And when there's a mistake or a problem, whether it's a planner, my or customer, I always try to figure out a fair and equitable way to take care of my clients. And uh, that's and how be, I work. To be fair, John said, oh, I don't need, I'll sponsor you. I believe in what you're doing. And I really want to get the word. He didn't even, he was fine with that mentioning his business. I said, we're going to mention the business because Maybe. hopefully I'm that's how it works. You just never know. You right? never know. You never know who might have a bad printer. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They might be dealing with the same person they've been dealing with for years. It's always problematic, but uh, yeah, if you have a junk, if if you have a great printer, stick with them, you know. But if you're open to getting quotes or, uh, you know, your current source for custom printing, like brochures and things like that, is not great. Like the opportunity, that's all. Thank you, John. Yeah. I'm putting this up one more time to show that we have that in the comments. If once this is over, you'll be able to click right over in the comments if you want to find out more about the statistics and the, the tests that you can do in the preventative work for testicular awesome. cancer. So thank you for kicking off our honoring cancer survivors. I'm so glad to call you friend. Welcome to the family. The good thank stuff. Thank you so much. Great. Appreciate Welcome. it. I yes. really do. Thank and you. And if you want to be part of the good stuff family, just if you would email me, we're looking right now and lining up sponsors who believe in, in the stories that we're doing in, in our um willing to get behind it. And we keep with each story, adding another branch to the tree. And it's fantastic to see it's, it's a uh, purpose. It's my purpose driven life now. So, so thank you. And God bless you. God bless you. I'll see you soon. Yes, you will. Alrighty. Bye now. Bye-bye.